SOJ conversation. Um, we're back at it again. One of the coolest things about this job, I call it a job, I don't get paid for it, but um, I get to talk to really cool people and I get to sit down and I get to uh, ask questions and kind of uh, experience a little bit, a little slice of someone else's life, kind of, per se. And when I started this, Someone was telling me, oh, you know, you could do a podcast, you could do this. And when I really started thinking about this podcast, I was like, hmm, who would I talk to? Who are the interesting people that I know? And you were one of, you were the first person that I asked. Um, it was just around the holiday season. You mm -hmm. always, you always come around for the holidays. Um, I have the pleasure of, of working with your daughter and you, you come to help out. You have the luxury of being retired, so you get a little extra money and um, get to help us out. So I, I get the pleasure of seeing you a couple times a year. But when I thought about it, I was like, I was like, me and Miss Rowe always have great conversations. Yes, She's got plenty of life experience. <laughs> uh, she was a. She worked for the FBI forever. She's got kids. Mm -hmm. she, she she's always got something funny to say, <laughs> whether it's under her breath or you know pull you in the cooler and say, "Hey, is this girl supposed to be doing this because she's doing this?" And I don't know if she's supposed to be doing that. Um, but I really I'm I was super excited to do this podcast with you. I have been for a long time now, and I was I was worried that it was never ever going to come to fruition. So so. Thank you, first of all. Thank you so much for um, allowing me to sit you down and ask you some questions. You're welcome. I feel like we've had plenty of, of really good conversations before, but uh, one of the things that I've been facing in my life a lot that I, I wanted to talk with you about was was being a parent and, and watching them kind of grow up and change. I guess my kids are 14 and 12 now, and... Like, me and my daughter are really tight. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of typical, the daddy-daughter thing. Yep. And then me and my son, we're, we're good, but we're not nearly as tight, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to think back to when I was a kid and when I was his age and what I wanted or needed from my father at that time. Because I feel like there's, there's some awkwardness there, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, I know he wants to grow up and he's starting to, he wants to be cool and friends that he's starting to hang out with I don't necessarily like because I can kind of see that mm -hmm. those were kind of the friends that I gravitated yeah, towards absolutely. when I was a kid and I can see that they're not necessarily the the most uh how should we put this the most upright uh, upstanding gentlemen out of the bunch you know mm -hmm. they're just they're just and I could be wrong you know mm -hmm. it could be just I'm just disconnected from the youth nowadays but um what was it like for you with were you closer with your son than you are with your daughter? I know you're really tight with your daughter because I see that. Mm -hmm. But were you? I guess growing up, were were did you favor your son more? Did people accuse you of that, or did you? Because he was because your son was is older, right? He was he's nine first. years older. Okay. And ironically, it's always typical. It's stereotypical to be the mother, son, daddy, daughter. Yeah. But as being a single parent, um. The one thing my mother always said to us growing up, for us growing up was being a parent was the toughest job she ever had. Mm. You don't understand it until you wear those shoes. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, with me being the middle child out of five, my mother always strived to be, 
to serve us all equally. Mm-hmm. And I, in turn, got a lot of it being the middle child. Mm-hmm. I, I was taken care of. Yeah. So with that being said, with the son being the older and the daughter the younger, I feel like I gave an equal share of myself. Yeah. He's nine years older. Yeah. So So you had that formative so, time. Absolutely. So, yeah. So at, and I always say that he was an only child at the beginning mm-hmm. and she was the only child at the, at the end. end. Okay. So yeah. where they needed me, I was able to meet them and yeah. not take anything from them because I always said to them, It's the three of us against the world. Yeah. I started out with having both of my children home with my mother. And mm-hmm. then um, I would move out, and she was six, and he was in the ninth grade, first grade, ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And so the need was different. Yeah. But every need was met. Yeah. Well, you had an interesting thing. I didn't, I didn't realize there was so much time, but uh, you not only had the two different you know, sexes to deal with, mm-hmm. but you also had that age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of lucky where my kids are only two years apart, so mm-hmm. they kind of have had each other mm-hmm. to entertain each other mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, how did they get along when they were younger? Did the they... same way your two probably did, because I always said there cannot be anything that opposite sex, mm-hmm. the age variety. Yeah. What could they argue about? Yeah. But they got along like two peas in a pod. That's good. There are things that have happened in their childhood that they will carry to their grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing is the blow up of a microwave. They blew a microwave up. Together? Together. <laughs> Together. They blew a microwave up. Tell me this story. Remember when the, the guy in the white van, Malvo, was going around D.C. shooting up people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. sniper. Yeah, yeah. Sniper. yeah. Okay. The beltway sniper. The yeah. beltway sniper. This happened during that time frame. Ooh. My mother and I had gone to a funeral, and we came back, and we were talking in the car. Before we got out of the car, we looked at each other and said, something, something has happened. Yeah, it's like an intuition we feeling? We an intuition, just the, the female intuition, and we looking at each other like, something, something, something has happened. Yeah. We couldn't put our finger on it. Uh-huh. We got out of the car, we get to the back door, and you're like... Fuse, fume, what, what? So we opened the door to go in, and you could hear kind of like scatter. The kids. The kids. <laughs> so you get in the house and you, you you don't you don't you can't find it, but you know it's something went on. Yeah. And you look around and you look like fuse. What is this? Mm-hmm. I think she walks out first, and you can't put your finger on it. And eventually you see the microwave looking like a clown sitting lopsided. And she always wanted you to cook. She's a great cook. She's cooking right now. Yes. From two, age of two. So she was given this cake pan. It's a metal cake pan, but you could use in the microwave, but you had to use the heavy... um, it was shaped like an oyster. It was a cover that you put up, had to put over it. Uh-huh. And it was secured with this special rubber band that came with it. Uh-huh. That was the only way you could use this pan in the microwave. Okay. To this day, we know not how... We, we've done it before yeah, yeah. with supervision. Yeah, yeah. But we know not to this day... What happened? What actually happened. Okay. You have... I will... 
of I'll bet against everything that is holy. There is not from the beginning to the end do the, the, my mother and I know exactly what happened. We got bits and pieces. Uh-huh. But it's like there's an oath between them. We will never divulge the story in its entirety. <laughs> so you don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> you I don't just know. know that you came home, the microwave was melted, mm-hmm. and they both had something to do with it. They both had something to do with it because he was supposed to be supervising her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was going to make a friend a cake. And that was okay because mm-hmm. we knew we had supervised you yeah. with this. And Before. we knew you knew how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she had some experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, but... To this day, they have an unspoken oath. They don't carry that story. Did they get in trouble for it? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Because you're the big brother. You're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then I was labeled with, I had to replace the microwave. Mm -hmm. Because my children tore it up. They sure did. That was your mom's? mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to replace the microwave because of what mine did. Now, did you get it from your mom about your kids acting a fool or acting up? No, because... Okay, that's good. Because she and I were together. You were together, so yeah. yeah, Yeah, Your hands were perfectly clean. clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you were home, it might have slid all the way down. Absolutely, absolutely. But it never would have gone that far. Yeah. With With you being there. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it could have been something as simple as he really didn't know about the oyster covering having to be over top of this thing. Mm-hmm. She might have forgot that And she knew, but she couldn't convince him that she knew what she was talking about. Ah, uh, and he was like, oh, I got this. Uh-huh. Bam, 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 hit start. And she, yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. I could and that's a, that's a possibility. Yeah. She speaks very highly of him. I know that she misses him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I, she said that we have a few things in common where it's like, you know, I know he's musical mm-hmm. and he's very creative mm-hmm. and he's always trying to do his own thing and, mm-hmm. and looking for self-enlightenment and, and mm-hmm. far, as far as that goes. Um, I've been lucky enough to work with your daughter for the last seven or eight years mm-hmm. and, oh, she has to listen to me ramble and <laughs> go on and on about things. Um, but every now and then she'll, she'll divulge a little. A little nugget of information that I, I, I always cherish. She's always got really good stories too. But she's never ever said a bad thing, mm-hmm. really, about her childhood mm-hmm. or her her brother. I I don't remember there being that big of a a difference in age. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you know she always she always spoke highly of him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like there was ever anything bad. Um, that's funny that uh, they melted the microwave. Mm-hmm. I, and that's weird because microwaves aren't like they're not. Not sturdy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. They so, blew this up. Yeah, they they might have had to walk away from it and actually let it get uh-huh. to some. So they probably put it in there and then went to watch TV or something. Absolutely. And, and then got crazy. Mm-hmm. And I bet you she knew that she wasn't supposed to leave it unattended mm-hmm. if she's cooking. Mm-hmm. I bet she. That's mm-hmm. funny. I might ask her um, <laughs> later on about that. That's uh, that's pretty funny. Now, what about them going off to school? Like, how was that? Like when. When were you ever really an empty nester? Because they kind of came back and forth. And he went off to college in two thousand. But she was still in in she was still the house. Home okay. In the house. That was you didn't really realize how hard it was going to be until we got ready to leave the campus. Mm. And she hugged him. They told each other they loved each other. And he finally had to say, "Okay, we can ready to go," because he has to do things he yeah. has to do. Yeah. Um, he walked back to the room. She started down the steps and she cried. And she cried 
hard as though someone had stolen something from yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. It really jerked her heart. Yeah. And um, my mother would ask me, I mean, like 15 minutes later, she's still crying. And half an hour later, she's still crying. 45 minutes later, she's still crying. And my mother said, oh, how long are you going to let her do that? I said, until she finishes. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that there's a bond between them that, that's between them. Yeah. And she's losing something. Yeah. Um, then for her, she was still home. Mm-hmm. So that's when she became the only child. Mm-hmm. How her. old was she at that point? You said mm. 11, 12, something like that? Something like that. Nine right? years different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she, yeah. so she's old enough to understand what's going on. Absolutely. But maybe not old enough to really process the feelings that are going to be so... But she always said that that was the first man that she loved. That's cute, though. That's cute. She would say that to him on cards and everything. Well, that's that speaks a lot because I've, like I said, I've known her for a while, and um, she was not like one to just jump in anyone's arms. You know, Mm -hmm. she's not someone that just goes through partners Mm -hmm. like I've been accused in the past. You know, (laughs) Um, I don't want to say she was super selective, but I know there was a long time when, you know, she was. Lonely, mm-hmm. you know, and she mm-hmm. found someone nice now, and uh, she, it it was a night and day difference mm-hmm. from 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 I guess being lonely or by yourself, mm-hmm. um, and then having a partner, mm-hmm. you know. But even before they they lived together, before it got serious, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there was a palpable difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough about her. We're not. Well, this is this isn't mm-hmm. about your daughter. How did you feel when you left him? Did now was it was it more you were just observing? Her reaction, or did you have, did you feel like you lost something, or were you just like a proud mom watching her son who made it? Absolutely, proud mom watching my son that made it, and he was proximity so close, so I could get to him. Okay. If and when I needed to, or if when he needed yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that helped. Um, I knew he was capable of being away from home. Okay. Because for me, my children experienced that at a young age, mm-hmm. um, and I. I'll make reference to my girlfriend. She's just, her daughter just graduated from college last year. Mm -hmm. And when she first went off to college, she had never spent the weekend with the girlfriend. The girlfriends could stay at her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not that she couldn't stay with them. Yeah. But she didn't. Yeah. So for my children, they did that at an early age and they were gone for the weekend, for weeks. It didn't matter. Uh, Summer camps, summers, multiple weeks, months. So for them to him to be gone, I knew he could handle it. Mm-hmm. And my thing, one of my things is always, when you graduate from high school in June, you need to have a new address ready to take on in August, September. Mm, yeah. Because college for me, I didn't go, but for them, it was a prerequisite for the real world. Mm-hmm. So if you can master leaving home to go to college and start your independency, you're going to be ready for the real real world Yeah. upon college graduation. Do you regret not going to college? Sometimes. Because you went to work right out of high school, though, right? Right out of high school. And, and you worked for the FBI forever. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, I mean, you being such a young, beautiful, vibrant young lady still and having all of this freedom, I, I in my eyes, I couldn't see it as, you know, a mistake not going to... I don't take it as a mistake. I took it as I took another course. Mm. And it wasn't because that wasn't an option. Yeah. Because being one of five out of a single parent household, it was still... In the middle 
of five, and the middle right? Of five. Yeah. And it was still pressured. I want all of you to go to college. Yeah. All five of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my thing was, if we all go to college, how are you going to survive? Did financially? all did all your siblings go? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, my brother at the he's the was the youngest, and he was the only one that left high school. They went to college. Mm-hmm. The oldest sibling, um, she didn't do college right after high school. She did college later in, in, in life. later on in her life. Okay. Being a parent. parent. Yeah, my mom did the same thing. No, was she? No, 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 no. She wasn't a parent okay. before she became a parent. No, okay. no, I'm not. Nope, nope, nope. She had one child out of wedlock in school. So okay. she went after. She has three. She went after. The one first or one two. was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she got her college degree then. But um, myself and one other sibling, we did the bureau, and then one did just. Uh, oh, I didn't know you had a sibling in the bureau. Mm-hmm. Were you guys like stationed close or? Yes. That's cool. That that mm-hmm. must have been uh, a, a easy transition if if they were kind of if she was there by your side or if they were there with you. Not travel really. in in the in the in the travel to and fro. Mm-hmm. But. On, on, on site, it wasn't there. Yeah, no, okay. No, but the commute, no. you mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. carpooled or mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. And you worked for the FBI for how long? 37 plus years. 37. Yes. That's cool. And then retired with... Full benefits. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, the one the one reason I wanted to talk to you, and feel free to not answer if you don't want to, but I think of, especially when I was a kid, and, and my opinion has changed, but I think of the FBI as scary um you know the guys in black suits you know that come to arrest people you know that they've got guns in their holsters but if they're pulling them out we're definitely we've got bigger problems you know what i mean because these guys are just like you know was it was there any intimidation there did you meet like a lot of um i don't know like highly skilled people i feel like the fbi you have to be super sharp and like on your p's and q's about everything was it was it a bunch of overachievers that you worked with some of everything. Okay. Some of everything. A little bit of, of everything. A little bit of perfectionist, a mm-hmm. little bit of OCD. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. A little bit of meathead, a little bit of super nerd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Goofball. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, okay. All of it. Because I love this country. But the older I get and the more I start to understand about politics and the federal government, there's just so many things that, that people don't like and that can harp on. But And it's so easy to get negative about it. Mm-hmm. But one thing they don't realize is how much good they've done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of good things that the federal government does that they don't get credit it's for. Absolutely. You know, um, one just off the top of my head is employing you for so long Mm -hmm. you know um i I know we can't get into what you did or what you saw or any of that stuff um but you know i'm sure there's all sorts of things that no one's allowed to know other than you know a handful of people that that something necessary had to happen you know that it's probably better that no one knows um (laughs) you know we always want to think of like the movies and you know a bomb going off or something but it could be just as much as intercepting an email and then preventing that bomb from even being built um, is just, that's just my mind. I think, you know, Jack Bauer, I think 24, I think, you know, I really do. I think Men in Black, mm-hmm. um, that type of stuff. So um, just, I, I, I'm just so fascinated and it must have been such an interesting career. Like, it, I'm sure there was some mundane moments about mm-hmm. it, but I'm sure it was also very interesting and very 
uh, engaging, mm-hmm. I would bet. I mean, you stayed there your whole yeah, career. Like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There are things that went on that, like you said, the investigator got the tip. They worked it. When you found out about it, it was something that sometimes, a lot of times, it was some things that was pre- were prevented. Yeah. The bigger thing was, if you didn't have a need to know, you didn't know. Yeah. I'm sitting at one desk, and your desk is touching my desk. You have no clue about what I'm working on, and neither do I about you. Yeah. Unless there's a need to know. Yeah, unless you guys are working on something together, Absolutely. or there's some sort of similarity in the mm-hmm. same case, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But isn't it true where... This, the person in the cubicle next to you could be working on something on a completely different side of the world, and you could be working on something local. Absolutely. Yeah, So, absolutely. And, and you guys would still never know. That's absolutely. Now, absolutely. I guess there's probably... You, you mean generalization, but in depth of the case yeah. that you're working, no, you wouldn't. Well, and there's there's needs for that, too, because I've heard, and I don't know this from experience, but I, I, I can, I'm pretty sure it's true that in a lot of these science research places, not even federal, but mm-hmm. any of these... Um, research facilities where they're doing, you know, either slightly controversial or cutting edge, um, either experiments or whether it's science or technology, there's always, you know, okay, we're doing this, it might be a little bit risky, so only the people that need to know are going to know about it. And we might assign someone to work on this area of it, but they don't know the application of the project that they're working on. Mm -hmm. And because we pay them so much money and we make them sign this confidentiality Mm -hmm. form or whatever, Mm -hmm. and and they could probably make your life a living hell if Mm. if you broke any of that. Um, But, and, you know, obviously the the financial incentive is there to just do your job, Mm -hmm. to not say anything, to mind your business and, and... it was is that correct in, correct in what I'm saying? That's okay, because that's what I assume. And and there's uh there's reasons for that. It you know, is. not you know everyone that's that's working on the wheels doesn't need to know what's going on in the Absolutely. engine necessarily. Because when you can focus on one particular aspect, it's it's kind of like why you don't find too many doctors that work on the whole body. Absolutely, there's so many specialists that's because it's mm-hmm. such a complicated system. Mm-hmm. There's no way that one person can be an expert on the entire thing. Absolutely. You have to have someone that works on feet. You have to have someone that works on your hands. You have to have someone that works on the brain. So I I would assume it's the same way. Mm-hmm. It seems like a smart way to go about things. Yeah. Um, it's that cloak of secrecy yes. that makes us. <laughs> Makes us so curious and yes. makes us so excited, and I think that's where um, Hollywood and entertainment um, they really use that. Mm-hmm. And even though you might have never had a gun held to you, you know, in your life or in your whole career, you might have. I don't know. And I, <laughs> like I said, we don't need to disclose anything crazy. But um, you know, you still worked there for thirty-seven years. I'm sure you did plenty of significant things that. Will never you'll never get credit for. You'll never be noticed for. Absolutely. But you, in your heart, know that, hey, I, I did my job to the mm-hmm. best of my ability. Absolutely. I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, if it went right, which you don't even know sometimes. That's right. Uh, you know, hopefully, I helped mm-hmm. in some little way. Absolutely. So, thank you for all those things that we'll never know that you did. Hey, you're welcome. Um, we appreciate that. I, I, I'm speaking for all of us people that have no idea what's going on in the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Um, but I am. It, it gives me hope in the system, mm-hmm. per se, to know that they hire good people like mm-hmm. you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know. You could be a double agent. You mm-hmm. could be killing people on the side or whatever. I doubt that you are. 
but um, I I know that you love your kids. Mm-hmm. I know that you do what you say. I know that you know you have morals and integrity because I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've I've witnessed it. I've 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 watched you work while you didn't know I was watching, and you were doing what you needed to do. You know, um, and that's 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 a good thing. So my hats off to you. They must have had some something there, right? Because was that that wasn't your first job, right? But it was it was like your first real job, right? That was my first real job. Was it okay? Mm-hmm. Did you have a paper route before? Like, what was your no, first my first job? First first job was domestic housekeeping. Oh, okay. At 11, 12 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. My employer was. Um, she did daycare, uh-huh. and she did um, ironing okay. for um, individuals. Yeah, mm-hmm. like insurance agents, agents and whatnot. And so while she did that, I cleaned her house. Okay, every day. What did your mom do for a living? If you don't mind me asking. Educator. Okay, teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I know that I got a lot of my work ethic from my mom. Mm-hmm. And I would dare to say that your daughter got a lot of work yeah. ethic from you. Um, she has worked her way above me in the ladder. And I started before her. Um, and that's funny because, you know, I'm a white male. And mm-hmm. you would think that I would get all the Absolutely. opportunity. But, mm-hmm. but no, we work for good people that they see. Like, hey, you put in the work, you put in the time. She's thorough. Mm-hmm. She's um, She doesn't just give the easiest answer she gives the right answer absolutely um so i'm 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 thinking she got that from you mm-hmm. um i know that uh she went through college mm-hmm. she's got you know her bills to pay or whatever but she is about her business yes she is um she's really good about being independent, mm-hmm. taking care of her own things. She's mm-hmm. got a brand new car. She's paying for it. Absolutely. You know, she she's always had a nice place to stay. Mm-hmm. And I know that she's paying for it because when you come, you have to, like, ask. You have to let her know. Um, yeah. She, she, she did tell me the other day when you were coming, she was like, yeah, she's like, uh, she's probably on her way now, and I didn't clean the house. I'm not ready. <laughs> so it's nice to know that there's that mutual respect yes, there, you know. Yes. Um, and I have to respect it because... My name is no longer signed on the contract. Yeah. It's hers, so yeah. I have to respect it. Yeah. Um, how different was it when she went off to school for you? Because she went further away, she right? She went further away, and I always said it was crazy, and I would sit down, just being God, and I just know, please protect her. She's much further away than he was. Mm-hmm. and But I trusted I always said he was my smart guy, but she was my ghetto fabulous. Sure. <laughs> and so with her being ghetto fabulous, she wouldn't take a wooden nickel. Yeah. She wouldn't take a wooden nickel yeah. without questioning it. And so I trusted that uh, once again, I sent them out or I sent her on a plane ride, her first one by herself without me, but I sent her with People I trusted. Mm-hmm. And they took care of her. Mm-hmm. Because they treated her around me as though she were there. Yeah, yeah. So when I sent her away with them, I knew they would take care of her and protect her. Yeah. So when I sent her off to college... Um, and that's down here, right? Here? Yeah. And I would get on the plane to return home. 
I was good. And and the airline deaths, mm -hmm. they watched us. I mean, not see me, they watched us as we hugged to say our goodbyes. And I was giving, the, giving her the safety last instructions. Mm -hmm. And she'd be getting the car, and I would just walk away without looking back at her. And I got to the counter to check in. And they asked me, what, was I okay? And I said, no. Because they knew it was college moving day yeah, for, some, yeah. for the area. Yeah. And I said, no. And I was bumped up into first class <laughs> as a treat, you know, because I was in tears. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, but I had to not show her my emotions because I needed her to be strong to take yeah. care of herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to um, let that intuition start immediately, immediately. Because mm -hmm. I'm I'm gone. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. you got to do this, mm -hmm. and I need you to be safe. Yeah, and I've I've coached you. I've coached you from my work perspective yeah. in life. I've coached you from um, just paying attention. If you if it looks wrong, it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen to that little voice. Listen yep. to that little person. Yeah, you'll be okay. You can survive. You can do this. Mm -hmm. um, young when you left going to college, a little younger than some, but. Um, she had experienced the world before. Yeah. So I trusted that she could handle it. I I would guess because it's different for me, I would guess it's different for you, whereas, you know, you have your mama's boy and like you said, you got you got a, a good amount of time with both kids, whereas you didn't feel like they lacked too much as mm -hmm. far as what they needed from their childhood. But do you feel like be as a woman that you had more to imprint on her? Than you would because I feel like that with my son. Whereas, you know, it's, it's, me and my daughter get along great. She plays softball. I play baseball. You know, we, we have a lot in common and, and we're like best buddies, mm -hmm. right? Whereas, me and my son are exactly alike. Like when I see him get out of the shower, he's got the same body I did when he was younger. You know what I mean? Like he 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 scratches his head the same. Like his mom tells me that you know when he's playing video games, she she hears the same word. Like I guess he's He's all about, um, you know, watching these videos online about, like, conspiracies and ghosts and things like that. And he's got a very inquisitive mind, and he always wants to convince his friends of what he's seen. And I, I don't know, I guess she, she was telling me the other day that she, she sees a lot of me in him. And I've seen that for a long time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I feel like, I don't know what it's like to be a girl. Mm -hmm. I, when, when it comes to certain things with my daughter, mm -hmm. I can't relate. You know, I want to be there for her for everything, but I can't. But when it comes to my son, it's like I can put myself back in my shoes when mm -hmm. I was his age and kind of relate from there. I feel maybe I'm thinking too much about it, but would you? Do you think you had the same thing? Listening to you talk, I can. I I, I, go, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. There are things that I see in my son from the relationship of his with his dad. Mm -hmm. He is him. Yeah. That, I feel, has helped me to raise him because I know him mm -hmm. from a male standpoint because of the relationship I have with his father. Yeah, okay. So the things, and, and it's, and my relationship with my children has always been open. You can talk to me yeah. about anything. And I mean anything. Yeah, 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 anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, and I go back to, as a young boy, they were, my children were raised, don't be ashamed of your body. Yeah. It is your body. It's yep. what God gave you. Mm -hmm. So to walk around nude, it wasn't a thing of um, shame. Yeah. 
but he would walk, come out of the shower, he'd take a step and squat and take a step and squat. I'm like, what in the, what is going on? So, He's letting him hang, Mom. Right. So, so my thing was, and then you, you come out of the bathroom with your clothes on, you take a step and squat. I'm like, what is going on? So his dad would be there, and I'm like, you are going to have to help him because I don't have those body parts. Yeah, I don't know what's going so on here. I yeah. don't know how he's supposed to position them for him to be in his clothes for him yeah. to be able to walk. So you need to get this straight. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then on the other side, Mom, can you come and look at this? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I have to. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. there. I have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nothing you've never seen before. Absolutely. You know, and you, so, you, you saw it literally grow from, you know. Nothing to something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But, um, you know, I, I with him being an only child at the beginning, the bond between us is so, um, it's just as deep as it is with her. Yeah, okay. It is, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I would see, because I know, I mean, my mom had four boys, and I know I'm her favorite, mm-hmm. you know? They probably think the exact same thing, though, because my mom was that great, mm-hmm. you know? Um, she wasn't always, you know... Huggy, lovey, touchy feely, you know, um, patting us on the head, telling us when we're doing good stuff. But we were never cold. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember the water being turned off. Right. I don't ever remember going hungry. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was a fat kid growing mm-hmm. up. Um, you know, my brothers tormented me, but that was their job. Right. You know, uh, I, I had a great childhood. I was never abused. I was never put in a situation where, you know, things were sketchy. Or if I did, I never felt like I was in danger. Mm-hmm. You know, I know often that. You know, we were left with neighbors or there was, especially when we were younger, my mom had to work. Mm -hmm. It's just what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But having my siblings, uh, even though I hated them growing up and my my parents would always tell me, my mom would be like, oh, you're going to miss them one day. You're Mm going to miss your parents. You're going to miss your brothers. You may hate them right now. You're going to miss them. I remember I didn't usually get in trouble a lot, but my my two older brothers used to butt heads a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, the oldest was smarter and bigger and taller, but my older brother, not my oldest, um, he was just, he had my dad's temper, and he was just, you couldn't tell him anything, you couldn't mm-hmm. argue with him, so they were always going at it, so I remember my mom duct taping them together, making mm. them hug each other, mm-hmm. so I learned a lot of my values kind of through their mistakes. Okay. Um, I remember the, my, my, our parents disciplined us. You know, mm-hmm. we, we had four boys mm-hmm. running around, so there was there were some spankings that were getting handed out every now and then. And the worst one that that I remember, I wasn't a part of because I, you know, I was a perfect kid. And I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't be caught doing something like that, even though it could have just as easily been me. Mm-hmm. My brother was trying to make the dishwasher run with the door open. He just figured that you know when you close the refrigerator, the light mm-hmm. comes on. Absolutely. You close it. You can kind of hit that little switch to make mm-hmm. the light go on while the door's off. Absolutely. So he took that principle to the dishwasher and he, he took a fork and he kind of pushed the thing shut so that it registered that the door was shut and he pressed the button and of course it sprays all yes. over the place and it's running and my mom just walks in at that point and oh she was livid I bet um there goes a microwave yeah I'm not yeah <laughs> yeah exactly I'm not gonna say you know it was bad though it was, mm-hmm. uh, he got whipped for that one pretty good and uh I remember Thinking to myself, as my brother's getting beat in the other room, like, what a stupid idea. Why would he do that? Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't his. Like, I kind of learned respect other people's stuff Absolutely. from that, mm-hmm. you know? There were so many different lessons that I can attribute to them. And now that 
I was the one that kind of moved away. Like my brothers, my brother lives in Connecticut with his kids, and then my other two brothers are like right next to my mom in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So they're all within a drive, a three-hour mm-hmm. drive, mm-hmm. you know, with or a two-hour drive if if my brother's driving. Um, but I moved down here and kind of moved away, and I do miss them. You know, I I I miss. Not necessarily the childhood beatings or anything, mm-hmm. but I miss the companionship. Mm-hmm. You miss the, you have someone that you can trust. Like the same way that when her brother went off to college, mm-hmm. she felt like she lost something. Right. It wasn't that exact feeling, but now now when I'm looking back at it as, as, as a, a uh, mature adult, I don't have my two older brothers to back me up. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they let me get beat up sometimes when mm-hmm. I ran my mouth when I wasn't supposed to, right. you know. They, I learned some lessons, but I always had them close. You know, mm-hmm. they were always there. It was, it was a, it's like a comfortability blanket mm-hmm. or security blanket. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but coming down here, it gave me independence. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, I think to a degree, everything happens for a reason, Absolutely. and I think everything kind of happened the way it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I think that I. Kind of missed something growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was discipline or what it was, but there was there was a key element that I didn't get growing up, and I think kind of starting my own family and moving away from everyone is as scared as I was doing it. And I probably wouldn't have done it if if my you know wife at the time hadn't have said, "Hey, we're moving down here. This is what we're doing." Like I just said, "Okay," mm-hmm. you know, I was just, okay. I'll, I'll, I got a job. We'll transfer my job and we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and never looked back, never thought about it, but I just figured that you gotta grow up, mm-hmm. you gotta do what you gotta do, mm-hmm. and when I found out that my daughter was coming, I I had to get more income, I, I had no money in the bank, mm-hmm. I, I panicked, um, my, I always grew up with the thought that my, my mom left my dad, but I always blamed my dad for it. You know, and now growing up, I realized that my mom's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, I, can, I don't blame my dad entirely, you right. know. And even though, I mean, you know, he was an alcoholic, he did some terrible things. I've, I've heard her side of the story. I don't, I don't blame my mom at all. Mm-hmm. I think she did what she did for our safety, and it was the best move that she could have made. She literally moved from Connecticut to California mm. to get as far away as she could. Mm. Because he was just, I guess it wasn't all the time that he would drink, but mm. when he drank... It was bad, mm. you know, and it was just one of those things where she had to get away. Mm-hmm. She had some family over in California, so she moved away, and that was kind of, I think, that was her trip, you know what I mean? That was her kind of breaking away mm-hmm. from everyone and doing her independent right. thing, you know, and I, it's weird how history repeats itself because when I moved away, you know, my mom was like, hey, you know, I, I had to move away from my family at one point, mm-hmm. you know, and... Even though you move away, you never lose the support. No, you don't. The same way that, you know, you and your daughter are Mm -hmm. super tight Mm -hmm. and you guys could call on each other and bank on each other for whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so lucky to have that too in in all of my, my, in my siblings, my mom. Um, I don't ask my dad for much, but Mm -hmm. if I did, he would be there for Mm -hmm. me, you know. Um, One of the things that... uh, that I guess I've learned from being away is that that, that family bond, it's so important. It is. It, it is. It's so important. And I could see how people that don't have brothers or sisters, how they could be a little, I guess, wired differently. If you didn't have that, you know, you don't miss it if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. 
But if you don't, but you don't understand it. Yeah. If you don't have it. Yeah. Because my mother was an only, is an only. Ah. So to hear us nitpick and um, tease and fight, and the next minute you love, um, she doesn't get it. Yeah. And so sometimes she is spoken to her, um, Mom. This is what siblings do. You don't know because you never had any. Yeah. Yeah, you have play brothers and sisters and whatnot, but to um, have to share, you know, you're the third one and you got to share the dresses from the first two and the shoes or yeah. the uh, two of you got to sleep in one bed and you got you can't be first. You always got to be, stay your place in line, you know? Mm-hmm. You stay your place in line. Yep. So you learn that, she's had to learn that this is what siblings do. Yeah. Then on the flip side, I had an elder aunt that she said, I always love it to see when your siblings are coming home because you guys go the extra mile to make sure things are set. Mm-hmm. The meals and what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's a big to-do. It, it, it wasn't always coming home for Thanksgiving, yeah. coming home for Christmas. It's just going home for the weekend. Yeah. And it was a big production. Yeah. And she said, my aunt said she never understood it, but she loved to see it. Yeah. But it, the, the, that aunt was not one. She was one of... Five. Yeah. So she had the siblings. Mm-hmm. So for her to say that was it was really, it made us feel good that yeah. somebody recognized that we did that much for each yeah, other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I know you said earlier that you kind of uh, took a play out of your mom's book as far as keeping the the parenting equal, keeping mm-hmm. the love equal. Mm-hmm. You know, not kind of favoring one side or the mm-hmm. other. And you know, I I think your mom probably got that from. Probably the classroom, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to be mm-hmm, you know, equal to, mm-hmm. to everyone or at least give that illusion that, you know, everyone's getting the same treatment. Was there anything else that you kind of saw coming out of you in your parenting that you definitely picked up from your parents that when you saw yourself doing it, you're like, oh, I remember my mom doing that to me. Did you ever have those moments? You do as a parent. Yeah. Because you said, she said, like I said before. Being a parent was the toughest job you ever had, but you have to be careful because some of these situations, one shot. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get do-overs. Yeah. You make a decision, and you act on it, and you and you think about it, oh, man, why did I, I wish I could. You cannot change it. Yeah. One of the things I've been obsessing over a lot lately is what my kids are going to remember me saying. Those I, things. I, I feel like... There's a few things that were really, really profound that my parents said to me, and I, I remember them. They're locked in my memory. Like, mm-hmm. I remember where we were when we said them. I remember how, like, I remember when I was very, very young, probably six or seven, because um, my, my mom left my dad when I was nine months old and moved to California, mm-hmm. so I never really knew him, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. And so I remember asking, because my brothers went to go visit him a couple times, you know, when I, you know, in between that time. And I remember saying, you know, when am I going to go get to see my dad, Mm -hmm. you know? And she was like, do you even know what your dad looks like? And I remember pulling up a picture of, like, what, you know, white Jesus looks like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just long brown hair, beard, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, that's my father, you know? And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. my heavenly father, my father, you know? Mm -hmm. And come to find out, uh, there was a couple pictures where he had really long hair and a beard and stuff. But when she said that to me, I realized I didn't know. You know, and it was it, just just one of those things. I also remember her telling me, you know, the first time she ever picked me up from the police station, that uh, if she ever had to do this again, that it was going to be my life. 
Now, I know that she wasn't really threatening my life, mm-hmm. but that gave me motivation to stay away from the police, you know, Absolutely. stay away from trouble a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, and one thing that my dad's always told me is pay attention. Mm-hmm. Pay attention, pay attention. Absolutely. He'll, go, he'll rant and rave about whatever it is we're talking about, but that end of it is always oh, pay, pay attention. attention. Absolutely. So I'm just curious what my kids are going to take from because... I've started listening to podcasts, and mm-hmm. I've started reading books, and I've started to kind of, you know, look for this enlightenment and this this higher, you know, form of peace and, and uh, love in my life, and I try to pass it down to my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to teach them how to save money. I'm trying to teach them how to meditate. I'm mm-hmm. trying to teach them how to, you know, just have mindfulness of their body and of, of you know, their, their place here on this earth, mm-hmm. and I just wonder what's going to sink through. Listen. I'm going to throw something back at you that you threw at me. I watch you. I watch you with him. I watch you with, I've watched you with her because I've seen you with her more than him. Yeah. And I always ask you about them because I watch you being a doting dad. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, You're very concerned. You are determined. If I show you the toughest way to do something, You'll get it. Because if I show you the easy way, you may forget it. Yeah. You are determined that they're going to be something. You are determined that they're going to be more than you are. You haven't said it in front of me. But you are determined that they're going to be more than you are. Yeah. You're making an impact on them. Yeah. Um, if you think you're not reaching him, don't doubt yourself. You are. Yeah. Okay? You have this one. Yeah. You got, you got this one. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't worry. It's just... One of the concerns that goes on, and it's just... But that's being a parent. Yeah. That's well, that's parent. the other thing, too. It's like, you can't turn it off. You can't. You can't never turn it off. And it's like, I uh, I experienced the same thing uh, the other day where it's like, you know, I just dropped my kids off, and I have a 30-minute ride home, and it's like, I get home, and it's like, I miss them already. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already wondering what they're doing. I always, I already want to call them and mm-hmm. be like, hey, what, you know, what are you getting into? Like... Dude, I just left. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what, what do you want? But uh, it is a concern of mine, and it it makes me also appreciate all the hard work and effort that my mom put in, mm-hmm. even though she might not have been super conscious of, you know, teaching the lessons, or she might not have been, you know, um, very open with the communication. She led by example. Mm-hmm. She always worked. Mm-hmm. Um, she always had a job. You know, I, I attribute my work ethic to her. Mm-hmm. Um, when she owned her own business, she used to make us come and do the inventory with her. She mm-hmm. sold books. So we would come to the storage unit. We'd organize stuff. You know, the reason I can break down boxes without a knife is because of her. You mm-hmm. know, you can manipulate the tape in a mm-hmm. certain way where Absolutely. you don't need it. You know, <laughs> so there's certain things that that you pick up, these, these life lessons and the same way that you prepared your kids and you felt confident for their well-being and you felt confident that they were going to be okay mm-hmm. when it was time for them to kind of go out on their own. Um, I know my mom did the same thing, but I never heard her say it, you know? Because that generation didn't. Yeah, That yeah. generation didn't. They were so consumed with making sure the lights were on, the rent was paid, the food was on the table... You may not have liked what they put on the table, yeah. but you didn't go hungry. Yep. You didn't go hungry. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, times have definitely changed. Yes, they have. Um, I think technology is a big, um, plays a big part in that. I think the 
the fact that we can watch something going on in New York all the way in California mm-hmm. and judge it and then leave comments on it mm-hmm. and it starts this uh you know this crazy um just chain of people's opinions and ideas and it's like it in the same way we said before that like everyone wants to focus on the negative stuff or mm-hmm. the the controversy of the FBI or mm-hmm. the the you know hundreds of bad things that they do instead of the millions of good things that they do um it's easy for us to use this technology instead of you know doctors communicate on it you know the Mm -hmm. smartest people in the world exchange ideas and this is how things are coming out of it but down in the depths of our little human souls Mm -hmm. we always like to focus on the negative or on the ugly Mm -hmm. so um one of the things that i've figured out or that i've come to realize in doing this podcast is it's about your perspective. Mm-hmm. It's what you want to focus on. There's there's going to be those negative Nancys and there's going to be those mm-hmm. people that are always going to be, you know, wishy-washy and willy-nilly and always kind of focusing on stuff that's not necessarily going to benefit them or the people around them. Mm-hmm. And I've started to separate myself from that behavior mm-hmm. and those types of people. And I, I tend to focus on the brighter side of things, you know, call me an optimist, call me a hippie, call me whatever you want, but I feel in all the things that I've learned that I live a much less stressed out life when I'm happy, when Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on good things, Mm -hmm. you know, I could turn on the news, I could focus on, you know, our president who's, you know, potentially running our country into the ground mm-hmm. but i tend not to mm-hmm. i want to focus on the good things i want to i want to focus on you know a lot of the the laws that are that are being good like um i think marijuana being used for medical purposes is is a great thing oh, you I, know? Agree. I agree with you. um i think that we took a huge step backwards when we kind of you know had that war against drugs i think that even you know at john hopkins uh where my daughter just did a uh, a summer camp there they're doing um, human tests on people with uh, mushrooms mm-hmm. for to to not only counteract antidepressant but to work on old people with old timers, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of cognitive functions mm-hmm. that some of these substances that have had so many negative, you know, um, such a negative hype around it mm-hmm. or a negative uh, cloud around it that um, we can kind of wash some of this away. And yeah, there's always going to be the kids that are going to abuse it. There's Absolutely. always going to be the kids that are going to overdo it. But for medicinal purposes, for for the betterment of mankind, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a good thing. I, the same thing, I have the same opinion about alcohol. I think it's probably, besides sugar, it's the worst drug in the world, mm-hmm. alcohol is. Mm-hmm. But it can be a great social lubricant. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can really, you know, kind of loosen people up so that they'll be willing to engage and, and kind of you know loosen some uh, ambitions that, mm-hmm. that might be kind of holding you back from socializing or whatever so all in all I just wanted to say thank you and I love you and I know that you're making the world a better place and you're inspiring me to be a better parent by by what I see you doing like by, by I mean your daughter's you know quarter of a century old and you're still <laughs> hanging out coming around every now and then so you doing that stuff makes me think about the future with my kids mm-hmm. you know and I, I want to be there and I want to I want to visit you know 
three or four times a year, Absolutely. you know, on the regular. So thank you for being so awesome. Oh, thank you for thank sitting you. down and talking with me. We got to do this again sometime. Sometimes, yeah. Maybe at your place. Okay, we'll All see. Right? <laughs> All right, we'll holler at you guys later. Everybody be kind to each other, okay? We're out of here. <laughs>